Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to discovering delectable dining? Find something that sizzles. A time-tested favorite. A feast for your eyes and palate. And a dining experience handled with care. In Vicksburg, the key to the South. Wrap this one, my friend, in maroon and white. Ten seconds, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Bingo! You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. This is Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad live at SEC Media Days. I'm out here on Radio Row uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. Rhino down there in Studio X. He's making sure everything's going good. Also, we have I have a backup plan. When it's live, they're like, we need to have a redundancy plan for Haydad screw-ups. So Rhino in the studio, Houston McDavid over here making sure everything runs smoothly. I feel like I'm almost foolproof as long as I don't say anything stupid. We should be okay. Glad to be here with you on a Wednesday evening. Glad to be here in Nashville, Tennessee. We've been putting out a lot of great content. If you're not keeping up with us on Super Talk Mississippi, you are missing out because we have had interviews with almost everybody we can get our hands on, including Mississippi State's players and Coach Zach Arnett yesterday. Miss that. By all means, go back on our YouTube channel. Check out the Super Talk Mississippi podcast. You don't want to miss that great stuff. Today is, uh, as we're here today, it's Alabama, Florida, Kentucky, and Arkansas. So you've got three teams that Mississippi State is playing. So we'll get to talk to some of those folks uh, later today. But Mississippi State's day was yesterday. Uh, we had the great opportunity to sit down with Zach, uh, Zach Arnett, with Will Rogers, with Woody Marks, with Jaden Crumity. And we got a little bonus surprise. We got to talk to Zach Selman. Was not expecting to talk to the, uh, the top dog yesterday. But that was a very interesting conversation. Coming on the heels... <laughs> you know, you know, folks, your old friend Brian Haydad, he doesn't get a lot of them right. You know, if I, if I got more of them right, I wouldn't be hosting this radio show. I'd be somewhere in Las Vegas. I'd, I'd be getting, you know, I'd be getting a pedicure or something. I'd be getting ready to go eat my third steak of the day. That's That would be happening. That doesn't always happen. But, buddy, was I right about this logo change and this branding idea. As if you saw on Monday night, Mississippi State announced that their new helmet for the season is the script State look and that Mississippi State is, I think, beginning the process. And we asked Zach Selman about this. And I, first of all, I want to be very clear. I love Zach Selman. Great guy. Fantastic guy. He's going to lead Mississippi State to great heights. But if you're trying to get an answer out of that guy, well, good luck, man. He is the master of the words out. He will one day be commissioner of the SEC for the way he handles that. But I really do truly believe Mississippi State is in the process of a rebrand as, and I, you know, we had this discussion when it first, when we first saw those helmets, state. Um, I think there's, there, there's a time coming and a, a situation coming where Mississippi State is going to try, going to try to put itself out there as state. And for Michigan State and North Carolina State and Arizona State and Weber State and, uh, you know, South Dakota State, all the other states, 
You're going to be like, yeah, well, you're just second place, buddy. You're playing for second. Mississippi State is state. Uh, in the conference itself, in the SEC, state is state. You know, there's only one other state in the conference, and that's LSU. And the day somebody refers to LSU as state, uh, I will be pretty surprised to hear that. So love the new look, love the helmets. I do want full credit, though. Robbie Falk and I, Thunder and Lightning Podcast, we drove that train. And a lot of you guys out there, a lot of you gave us a lot of grief, a lot of trouble, a lot of problems about our opinions on that. Well, look at you now, because it's happening. And I'm really happy. I, I think the, the new uniforms, I, I, I say this, and I've been a guy who's been critical of Adidas in the past. I feel like they've been, they put out uniforms that are too busy, uh, you know, or sometimes they put out uniforms that have profanity on them. You know, I'm, I'm just saying that Adidas has a, a reputation for doing too much. This latest wave of Adidas jerseys that we're seeing, very basic in the best possible way. Um, very clean, very crisp look. I like them, and they are, they're doing quite well, I think. So it's a good look for Mississippi State. It's good stuff, and I'm, I'm glad to see it. Uh, and I, and if, you, if you've noticed, by the way, the national media has taken a real shine to the, these helmets. You're seeing a lot of, of national, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, uh, social media accounts. Um, Giving MSU some 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 big props, as the kids say. I think that's what they say. I, I got told earlier today I'm very old, by the way. Our friends over here at ESPN 104.5 made some very hurtful comments about my age. Uh, I, I, they weren't doing it on purpose, but they attacked me. It was a microaggression, and I was triggered. You'll hear more about microaggressions on, on Gallo in the morning. Um, and speaking of what ESPN 104.5, just uh, a few minutes from now, uh, Jacob Hester will join us. He, of course, is the co-host of Off the Bench uh, with T. Bob Bear in the mornings over there on 104.5, and he's also the he's also on Sirius XM. He's uh, one of the he's become a, a big deal in SEC media. I wanted to get his thoughts on Mississippi State. He's a little higher on the Bulldogs than a lot of the other assembled media who we will expect nothing less from than to pick Mississippi State dead last in the SEC uh, West. It, just a little later today, the ballots go out. Uh, they should be out by now. I haven't checked, uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But for Mississippi State, yesterday I thought went really well for them. I'm going to talk a little bit more later in the show of my thoughts on, on what the players had to say on what Zach Arnett had to say. But by and large, from what I can tell from the assembled masses here, uh, Mississippi State, Mississippi State, I, I, people are just, I'm trying to work here, people. What's going on? Uh, <laughs> that guy's not a fan. He's not a fan at all. Uh, from what I can tell, people, because a lot of the people, this was their first time to ever hear Zach Arnett speak. Uh, for a lot of people here, Will Rogers, you know, they haven't seen a lot of him. For Woody Marks is a guy that you've never really heard from, and, and we got the chance to sit down and talk with him on yesterday's show, and I, I thought he did a great job. But Mississippi State, that was their first real chance to, to put the post-leech message out to the national media. And I thought they did a pretty good job of doing that. And there's some articles going around today uh, from The Athletic, from Yahoo, uh, you know, talking about their thoughts on, on, on Zach Arnett and everything that's going on there. Uh, I think, by and large, the reception has been positive. Not positive enough to change anybody's prediction. Not positive enough for all these guys out here to say, well, maybe Mississippi State's going to be better than I think they are. That's just going to be a – that's going to have to be for the, you know – 19th year in a row or whatever, 
that's just going to have to be a postseason discussion where we where we have to go old takes exposed on them and and show them, hey, well, once again you picked state last, and once again you were wrong. I've never been more confident in my my assessment that this is going to be a good Mississippi State team. I'm going to have the Bulldogs fourth on my ballot. I will have them behind uh, at LSU. I have LSU winning the West. I've talked myself into that. Uh, Alabama second. Could easily go the other way, but that's where I'm going to go. And then I have Texas A&M uh, third on my ballot. I just feel like I feel like they're a house of cards. Now, normally that's a bad thing, but what I mean by that, maybe maybe a domino effect where the talent is so great, the tipping point is getting there where they have to start winning games. If they don't win games, we know what the outcome that's going to be. They're going to have to cut a $70 million check, and we're all going to be paying $6 a gallon of gas at the pump. Because those oil barons have got to make their money back somehow now, don't they? So for Mississippi State, fourth feels right to me. They could finish third if they can beat A&M. I have them losing to A&M in my preseason projections, uh, which I, I don't know that I've made those completely public yet, but I have them losing Alabama, LSU, uh, Texas A&M. And then I think they'll lose to South Carolina. And that's a tough that's a tough start to the season. They'd be two and three at the end of September. But then they would finish really strong, and I think everybody would be happy. Uh, by the end of that. So we'll see how it pans out. If you remember last year, I'm, I'm, I'm going to count up my W's today. I don't have very many. But last year, I predicted State 8-4 and four and got, the, I got the, the games exactly right. Uh, again, if I had put some money on that, perhaps I wouldn't be. I might be here in Nashville, but I'd you know, be sitting on top of a bar somewhere having, having a cold beer and a, you know, be a, a slab of ribs or something. Instead, I'm working here and uh, enjoying myself. By the way, you know who's not working here? Richard Cross. First off, as we say every week on this on this podcast, on this show, Richard Cross, jealous eyes. He's jealous of me and Michael Borky because we have our own podcast and we have all this other stuff going on. So he, he just acts like he's higher higher than everybody else. Where is he? He's not even down here right now. Huh? Oh, oh yeah. Richard walked by an hour ago. He, he came to see if we wanted to get breakfast. I'm working here. All right? I got stuff to do. I got I got interviews. I got things to do. So the legend Bruce Marshall walking by there. Uh, yeah, I ain't got time for breakfast, buddy. All right, I had time for steak last night. That was that was a good. The steak was good. So, all right, when we come back in just a minute, we're going to talk to Jacob Hester uh, from uh, from ESPN one hundred four point five. I thought that was a really interesting conversation. Um, in that, I sat down with the idea that he thought I thought he was a guy who was not high on Mississippi State. I was wrong, and he explains why. But he gives us a really, really detailed answer about the transition for Will Rogers from from the air raid and being in the shotgun every play to being in this new offense and being in a situation where you're going to have to turn your back to the defense. I'd never really thought about that. So Jacob, you know, obviously played college ball, played in the NFL. Really good, detailed answer on that. I, I think you'll look forward to hearing that. So we'll do that when we come back. We are live here at SEC Media Days on Radio Row uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. And we'll be back in just a minute. We'll hear from Jacob Hester, and then we'll talk a little bit more about Mississippi State and what's been going on here at SEC Media Days. When we come back, this is Thunder and Lightning live on Super Talk Mississippi. Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. We are back here live, SEC Media Days. We're on Radio Road. This is Jacob Hester 
former LSU. Were you an All-American? Or can we just say that you were? If you were like a fullback All-American, does it count? Yes. Even though like 100% no, Listen, counts. listen. Even if you didn't really play fullback, like I was a full-time running back, but they're like, he's so slow that if we give him All-American status, it's going to be at the fullback position? Yes. Okay, sure. Yeah. Former LSU All-American Jacob Hester, <laughs> now the host of Off the Bench on the mornings in uh, Baton Rouge, ESPN 104.5. They are our neighbors here. Yep. On Radio Row, where T. Bob Abear made a very hurtful comment about elderly people. Yeah, it wasn't needed. That 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 was me. He he was talking about me. Is is, is when 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 that happened. I I, I first personally was was attacked. So T. Bob, like when he makes an age joke, like so I'm the older guy on the show. I'm 38 right. years old. I'm the old guy. And like when it's convenient. Like, he makes me the old guy. Right. And when it's convenient, like, to be like, no, you didn't really remember that because you're so young. Oh, dude, we're only, like, three years apart. So, yeah. like, when it's convenient, I'm older or, like, we're the same age. I'm just saying that words hurt. They do. So. They do. I mean, look. People lie. Words don't. That's it's, You know? That's wisdom yeah. from this man right here. Yeah. All right. Mississippi State was here yesterday. Yeah. Uh, you, you had a chance to talk with Zach Hardin. You had a chance to talk yep. with those guys. Um. Hey, was that your first impression of Hornet? First time? To no, be I got, so I got Zach down in Destin. Okay, uh, for the spring meetings, mm-hmm. and you know that's more of a relaxed setting. It, it is. It is truly. It's really my favorite event that we cover over on SiriusXM because the coaches aren't getting ready for a game. Right. Everybody's at the beach. Yeah. Everybody's kind of chilled, relaxed, and so that was my first opportunity. But still, like you have to imagine that Zach was still swimming in it because of everything that you have to do. Look, when you're not expected to be named the head coach, and then all of a sudden, like, hey, you're the head coach and did a great job in that bowl game against a really good Illinois team, you've got so many things that you have to do now, certainly now, as far as being a head coach. And you could tell, like, he's trying to get everything still kind of together. This was a different feeling my second time meeting him than my first time. Did you feel he was, he was more confident? Yeah, with without question. I, I felt like he was more confident in, in just having – a conversation about his team. I felt like he knew his team, you know, a little bit better. Not that he didn't before, but just think about all the things that were going on whenever you take over that team. Obviously, I mean, you have the tragedy of Coach Leach's passing and, and somebody who was a mentor to him because a very unique resume for Coach Arnett. He's only been two places. Yeah. Like, think about all the coaches that come Well, he had that five-minute stop at Syracuse before he yeah, plucked know, that, him away. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't even count, uh-huh. right? So, like, when you have... These coaches, they've been like seven places. And yeah. they were a GA to the GA to the GA in three different places. He's only been at San Diego State and Mississippi State. So kind of his his path to how he's now the head coach has been a very unique one. But uh, he is someone that you can tell from the moment you sit down, he is a football guy. And we mean that in the best part. Yeah, oh, Sometimes like, football guy I is. am a self-described meathead. Well, My show is like basically meathead radio over on Series 6. And in fact, feel still allowed us to have an all-meathead radio team in the magazine this year. So that is a term of endearment coming from me. I, I want to make I'm, sure that I make the list. You didn't make the all-meathead team. <sighs> if you, hey, if you had to guess who the quarterback of the all-meathead team was, who would you think? I'll give you his conference, Pac-12. Liner? No, no, just current players. Oh. All-meathead. Not Caleb Spock, I mean, it's not at, Caleb Williams. He's, he's, he's not a meathead. It's not Shadur Sanders. How's Bo Nix? Cam Rising. Ah, yes. I mean, come 100%. 100%. Cam Rising hadn't made it through a bowl game yet because he's like, you know what? The hell with it. I'm going to get this first down. He, he would. He could have been a fullback. Oh, no, back no in the doubt day. about it. Back in the day. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, Will Rogers had a yeah. chance to talk to him yesterday. I've talked to Will many times in the past. This is the most confident 
Oh, yeah. The most comfortable in his skin I mm-hmm. feel like I've seen Will Rogers. We know the numbers aren't going to be the same. He's not going to throw for 4,000 yards right. this year. He's not going to throw for 35 touchdowns this year. But he only needs 2,700, I think, to eclipse Aaron Murray and become the SEC's all-time leading passer. It feels like he can still have a great season without having statistically the same kind of season. So there's going to be a lot of new. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of change. And I asked Will yesterday, and, and Cole Kublik and I had him in the afternoon. I think Cole was the one to ask him, when's the last time you've taken a snap under center? Mm-hmm. I asked said, him that as well. And he said, one time. And I said, like singular, like one time? He goes, yeah, we were backed up in high school mm-hmm. coming out of the goal yeah. line, and we, and we used it one time. He goes, you got to go back probably to peewee football. So, like, that's new, but that's not, you know, entirely unique to Will Rogers. There's a lot of quarterbacks that if they come through. Probably the same situation. Right. But then we said, when's the last time you turned your back to the defense? Because in this offense, he's going to be under center. Mm-hmm. He's going to turn his back. He's going to stick the football out. It's going to be a heavy play-action pass. He's going to be looking at his running back, and then he's got to look back up and find out what's going on with the coverage and the defense. Right. He basically said never. Yeah. Like his hard play action was basically the running back coming across the formation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that is completely different. I mean, that is something – and I tried to explain it. Like if you're playing center field and I have a pop-up that's hit straight to me, well, what do I do? Well, I move forward, I get underneath it, and I catch it. That's the air raid because mm-hmm. everything's in front of you. What he's about to go to is they hit it over my head. I've got to look, find the wall, look at the ball, find the wall again, look at the ball, and i got to go catch it. Yeah. It's a completely different situation. There's more to what he's got to do. How quickly? Now, I believe in Will Rogers. He's not just a system quarterback. I have fought the good fight for him for a long time. Yeah. But that is completely different. You've got a good candidate to do it fast, but how fast can he get those things done? Because the coverage is going to change when your eyes go back onto the field. There's a lot of movement. Now, when you look at the schedule, you've got some heavy hitters, three, four, and five. Yeah. Will you have, and Arizona's no slouch. Right. Will you have it figured out by then? I like who they have trying to figure it out, but can they get it done is going to be the big question. The schedule is so interesting for State versus South Carolina. Yeah. Because State state is LSU at home, at South Carolina, Alabama at home. Yep. I don't know if you know this, South Carolina is Georgia on the road, Mississippi State at home, Tennessee on the road. Yeah. That is, the SEC messed with them. It's basically yes. what just happened there. Yeah, they did. I mean, Shane's like, I'm a good guy. <laughs> like, what's going and on? And Arnett's like, I'm in my first year. I can't get a, I can't get a pass. Nobody can really complain because yeah. I know that every time Sam Pittman opens up their schedule, he's like, what in the hell did I do? <laughs> I'm just trying to enjoy a cold, you know, adult beverage here, yeah. sitting by my pool, and this is what y'all give me? Speaking, speaking of schedules, let's talk about next year because Mississippi State and LSU won't play each other for yeah, the first time since. Yeah. This guy hates this, you know, because he, ran, he rushed for approximately 1,800 yards in four games. I guess Mississippi State and scored 28 touchdowns, probably. No, what but was I, the average margin of victory for you against see, Mississippi State? See, why are you State? doing? I see, like Mississippi is a neighboring state. I know. I, I love. My, I had fun my with Mac, uh, brethren. McElroy asked me yesterday. He's like, "What do what Mississippi State fans think about not playing Alabama?" I was like, "Greg, they threw a party." Yeah. Like nobody wants. To um. Play. Uh, but how weird probably, is that? Probably forty though. points in case. Like oh, if you're God. asking, like yeah, a, an average of victory there. It's right there. Right there. Uh what, what, how, how weird is that for you? Who, who else is LSU not playing next year that's weird for you? <laughs> Auburn. They don't play Auburn? That, yeah, that's that's, that's weird. a great rivalry. That is a weird game, and I mean that because there's always oh, in the best that way, happens. though. Yeah, it, it is a chaotic game. Arkansas Ole Miss has kind of replaced yeah. LSU-Auburn as the crazy game, but yeah. LSU-Auburn still gets crazy. I mean, you've had missed extra points, yeah. and then you've had you know someone called for – 
jumping onto the pile, so they get to kick the extra point again. They win the game what? because of it. You've had five missed field goals the next year. You've had a barn that's literally been burning that's the, uh, in the background. The less throws him in the end zone with no timeouts. and Yeah. Oh, the, the uh, Demetrius Bird. Yeah. Yeah, we're just, hey, willy-nilly, just going up to the line. It's like, uh, did they see that clock running <laughs> right there? And thank God Will Muschamp played the coverage that he did because Flynn found Demetrius Bird You're on that team, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was on that game. Uh, so, so it, it's always been weird. I mean, Auburn didn't win in Baton Rouge for like two decades, and that just doesn't feel right. Like, that series used to be one that I loved, and, yeah, that one's going away too. But – but you get to play the Florida Gators. Yes. And I'm Mr. a Gator hater, so I can always appreciate that because that's truly my time. That's the rival. Yeah. The Florida Gators. Oh, yeah. 06, they win it. 07, we win it. 08, they I was win. just kidding about so. the 18 touchdowns against State. You might have had 18 <laughs> touchdowns against, against Florida. Yeah. Mississippi State, uh, we got the email today. They're going to give us the ballots. They're going to be predicted dead last. If I, I'm not putting them there. You're not, oh, no. Jacob Hester, ladies and gentlemen, I've always said you were the stronger half of that, that team. I appreciate that. Uh, but Have that you being ever said, really said that? Huh? yeah, actually, okay, sure, sure, why not? Uh, that being said, though, the, what they return, and we only got about a minute left, but what they return, if this was LSU or Alabama bringing back a quarterback of Will Rogers, eight starters, you, you, they would be preseason top ten, probably. Yeah, uh, there's without question. Is it just because of the, yes. uh, the new coach? It's just because the new coach and the new system. That's yeah. and plus Mississippi State unfairly gets put into that category. I think a lot of people think it's 1985. Yeah, they're 9-4 last year. Yeah, they're finishing top 20. Like, and they were a good football team. Yeah. I mean, the LSU game goes different. If they hold on to that lead, who knows where they could have gotten to. You know if Austin saying? Williams doesn't fumble that punt, different I, th- game. I think, I think State different might game. have gone So, along. it's a good team that has 12 returning stars. The four they have on defense are as veteran as you possibly can be. Yeah. Like, they've been there since I played at LSU. <laughs> like, those D-linemen, tackled, those, like, there's no question they yeah. did. I mean, they have been there so long and played so much football. So, like, no, Mississippi State's not the seventh team in the West. I, I'm probably going to have them somewhere in the four or five range, and that's just because the other teams are so good at the top, I think, of the West. Yeah. They proved it when A&M couldn't last year. There you go. Jacob Hester, ESPN 104.5, Sirius XM, too. Don't, don't forget yes. that. We'll be back in just a minute, live from SEC Media Days. Mississippi. You called down the thunder. Well, now you've got it. Welcome back to Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad here with you from SEC Media Days, Radio Row, Nashville. Tennessee. Great to talk with Jacob Hester. I really thought that was some good insight there into the transition and what's going to be different about this offense. But one thing I want to I want to stress. Oh, by the way, before we uh, we go any further, in case you have not already, I always remind you guys to bookmark supertalk.fm. 
That is a one-stop shop for everything you need here in the state of Mississippi. News, opinion, weather, sports, plus all of our shows are, are archived there. All of our podcasts can be found there. Thunder and Lightning, The Rebel Report, which is the best damn oldest podcast out there. I'll put them up against anybody. Uh, the Eagle Hour, and of course, Sports Talk Mississippi. Uh, everything you need. Politics, they've got it all. I, I personally don't need the politics. That's, that's just me. But I know a lot of y'all do. So, check it out. Supertalk.fm. Oh, by the way, what does that cost, Brian? How much do I have to pay for all that great information? Nada. Nothing. Zilch. We're a generous company. We don't, we want to give. At Super Talk, I mean, we are we are we are givers. What, what's that? We do. I mean, I'm just saying, if you wanna if you wanna give us some money, we won't turn it down. You wanna buy us a drink sometime? Nobody's gonna say anything to you. Um, let's start with talking. To, I talked to Zach Arnett yesterday. Uh, great guy. We're good friends, by the way. I don't know if you, if you could t- if it came across in the uh, in the interview there. Uh, <laughs> we had, we had a. We had a little moment before the a little off camera thing. He, he thought I was mad at him for something. He thought, I, and I think I thought he was mad at me for something. So we didn't hug it out, but we, we did give a, a firm and hearty handshake. So so that's good news um, because I don't want the head coach of the football program that I covered to not be my friend. Um, he he doesn't. You know, I, I haven't ever had the impression that he felt like the job was too big for him. I've thought from, from the beginning, this is a guy who was on the path to becoming a head coach. I honestly thought that maybe after last season, he might have gotten a, a look at a, at, a, at a G5 program, something like that, um, but didn't because of, of obviously the tragedy with, with Coach Leach and was, was thrust in this role. I, I think that, you know, there's, a, there's an alternate timeline, uh, you know, somewhere in the multiverse that where Zach Arnett, you know, where Mike Leach is still with us and Zach Arnett, and, and that path leads Zach Arnett to being an SEC head coach somewhere later in his career. But the thing is, either you can do it or you can't do it. And if you can do it, then you can do it at 36 just as easily as you can do it at 46. You might make a, a mistake here or there along the way. But the good news for me with Arnett being a defensive guy, and by the way, he once again reiterated with no prejudice that the, they, there will be zero offensive play calling coming from the mouth of Zach Arnett. I thought that was I mean, he, he is he's not interested in that. Um, but what that you know when you think about new coaches, a lot of the times, where do the screw ups happen? They happen on offense. They happen when a, when a coach decides to get greedy and go for something he shouldn't, or they go you know they, they don't they don't manage the time well. You know I, I've always. Coaches who can't manage their timeouts drive me insane. A 12-year-old playing Madden can manage his, tw- his timeouts. You know, I, I played Madden for years. I always managed my timeouts. I always had timeouts when I needed them, and I always had time- didn't have timeouts when I didn't need them. It's not hard to manage timeouts. But then all these things happen on the offensive side of the ball. With Arnett being the defensive guy, I, I just don't think that those, those big glaring errors you see sometimes from a first-time head coach are going to show up as much. Barbase has been an experienced coordinator. He knows what he's doing over there. So I think that works out just fine. And I made this point to Jacob in the uh, in the interview, and I'll make it again. State returns Will Rogers, who's the, you know the SEC's going to be the SEC's all time leading passer when the season is over. Uh, they return Jaquavius Marks, their leading rusher. They return the two best return men in the conference, who are also pretty good receivers. Four of their five starters on the offensive line. 
as much experience on the defense as anybody. And I thought that Andy Staples made a really good point with us on Monday, Sports Talk Mississippi, where he talked about when you're an 18, 19 year old freshman and you're going up against a you know 21, 22 year old player, there's a difference. Well, State has 23 and 24 year old players. All right, these guys are men. I know we like to call them kids, but Buki Watson, Jet Johnson, and Jaden Crumity—that's those are men. Jaden Crumity is married with a child. All right, he's not too far away from like. Yeah, he's not too far away from, like, you know, spending his weekends at Home Depot, all right? I, I, I might go to Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't know. I don't know if I'll have time. That's, that's Jaden Crumity in, like, two years. So these are men. And so Mississippi State has these guys on their defense. They have questions on defense. Sure, the secondary is a question. But that's where State, if you've looked and you've paid attention, that's where State has hit the transfer portal the hardest the last couple of years. And, and, and they've gotten guys from Power 5 programs who, if nothing else, their recruiting profile leads you to believe they can play. Jacoby Albert has played. He's a good player. But, you know, guys like Jordan Moran and Hunter Washington and Marcus Banks and Chris Keyes and Radar Jones, you know, they didn't pluck these guys from F- FCS schools and then hopefully they can translate. These are guys who played at Power 5 schools. So I, I, I foresee, you know, that defense, that secondary, I think they'll figure it out pretty quickly because they got a lot of options back there. And that's not to mention guys like Asias Furge and, and, and Corey Ellington and some of the home, homegrown guys. Sean Preston is still there. That's another thing. This is something that, you know, people do in, in preseason projections that they don't really look. Sean Preston started four games for Mississippi State last season. But because it's only four games, he's not listed as a returning starter. But Sean Preston has started in the last, like, three years. He started, like, 12, 13 games. I mean, he's got experience. He knows what he's doing back there. So I think that's it's a little bit overblown. But my point is, if if Alabama returned this kind of, of, of production, they would easily, easily be the number one team in the nation to start the year. But because it's Mississippi State and because there's a new head coach, you're, you're going to see a last-place finish. It's, it, it, you know, I'm not going to go that far with the whole laziness thing. I don't know that laziness is the right word. But there's some sort of inherent bias and, and, and what's funny about it is, like, I would expect that if we were talking about a bunch of 80-year-old and 70-year-old guys. But this is there's a lot of young faces here, younger than me for sure. Although everybody keeps telling me how young I look now that I've, I've shaved. Buddy, that's not going to last. All right, that beard, is, it's, starting, it's already starting to be softer. It's not really stubbly anymore. I'm starting to get into, like, almost hair here. Um, but these, these are people who've seen Mississippi State thrive over the last decade. And go to 13 straight bowl games and, and be number one in the nation for a time and, 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 and have these great seasons. And they're still just saying that bottom of the league. I mean, I get that somebody has to be picked last, but we can have a little, little thought process of, you know, Hey, I'll, you know, I like you freeze. And I think, well, okay. I don't, I don't actually like you freeze. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I misspoke. But, you know, I, I, I respect what Hugh Freeze does as a coach, and I know he's a good coach, and he's going to get that program going the right direction. Just not this year. Or you look at Arkansas and you're like, well, they have a great backfield, but what else do they have? Or even Ole Miss, who, again, great backfield. And, I, you know, I know Kiffin and offense, they're, they're going to they're gonna move the football. But defensively, a lot of question marks. So why is it Mississippi State's going to be picked last? It's not a conspiracy, guys. It's not, it's not, you know, you don't have to think that, you know, the powers that be are pushing to keep Mississippi State down. But you do have to think that at some point, 
I've said this before. I think 2018 damaged Mississippi State in some people's eyes. That was the year where a lot of people thought State was going to take the step forward. I think they were preseason number three in the rankings. A lot of people had them number two in the SEC West. And they kind of fell on their face in Joe Moorhead's first year. And there's just no getting around that. And I think people, I think a lot of people who voted State high in that situation were like, all right, never again. I bought in and I just can't do this. And if that's the case, I mean, you have, this has to be a year to year thing. You have to, you know, wipe the slate clean after last year. Or if you do want to do that, that's fine. But you picked state last, last year and they finished third. They won nine games. They finished ranked in the top 20. And then they brought most of the team back. You know, where's the consistency? That, that's what I want to know. So my ballot is fourth. I'm going to be pretty confident in that, in that assessment. I definitely feel like if they, if I miss, I'll miss low. I think that they, they, they could go nine and three and I, they would be third and I would, I would miss that way. They, could they be fifth? Sure. But sixth or seventh? I just don't see it happen. And I don't, I don't agree. Greg McElroy was on this. He said all 14 teams going to bowls. I think there's going to be at least one bad team. I don't know who it is. Maybe Vanderbilt. But I, I, I like Vanderbilt's chances to do a bowl. But, there's going to be a four and eight team in the conference this year. I just feel like that's coming on. So we'll see how that all pans out. But I do think Mississippi State will once again overachieve. You know, it's not even beating the odds at this point. The odds are that Mississippi State's going to overachieve. Definitely not that they're going to be underachievers. So we'll see. We'll see how it all pans out. We'll wrap it up when we come back. One more uh, go with you here at SEC Media. Of course, we've got another full show tomorrow uh, here on Super Talk because Ole Miss will be here. And uh, we'll talk to Lane Kiffin and, and the Rebels. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to talking to Quinshawn Judkins. I think that guy is great. And I'm going to tell him, like, I think you're great. So we'll see how that goes. I'm not, I'm not going to fanboy him. I'm just going to you know, see how it goes. All right, guys. Back in just a minute. This is uh, Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Thunder and lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. I am absolutely and completely thunderstruck. Go around here on Thunder and Lightning live at SEC Media Days. I am here on Radio. I'm Brian Haydad. We, I, I don't, you missed it earlier. We are double Haydad redundancy on this live program since we are on location. Rhino down there in Studio X. Houston McDavid in the chair, right? He's in the he's the co-pilot, the navigator. He's the Chewbacca to my Han Solo today, which is kind of funny because I look more like Chewbacca than than he does. So. Um, our SEC Media Day's coverage, by the way, in case I haven't mentioned it, is brought to you by our good friends over at Genteel Apparel. Genteelapparel.com. Obviously, the shirts, the, the polos, the uh, the swim trunks, all that, the pants, great stuff. 
but their collegiate collection is outstanding. If you're looking for a new shirt, if you're looking for one with the brand new and everybody's favorite, the state script on there, they've got those at Genteel. Genteelapparel.com. Also, want to remind you guys that the Thunder and Lightning Summer Catfish Tour, one stop left to make, and it's a big one. We're going to be live at the Neshoba County Fair on Saturday. I myself have never been to the Neshoba County Fair, which from what I can gather, the way people look at me when I say that is like a person who lives in New Orleans saying, I've never been to Mardi Gras, or somebody who lives in North Dakota saying, I've never been freezing cold. It, it, is, it's, it, it feels like people are, are, are looking at me funny. So I will be there. Robbie and I are going to talk to a former Diamond Dog, Chad Crosswhite. He was on the 2007 uh, College World Series team. And here's a blast from the past. We're going to talk to former MSU quarterback Mike Henning. He will join us for a little while, along with Brent Johnson from Superior Catfish. He was on the first stop with us, so he'll help us wrap it up and talk about what this uh, tour has meant to the people of Superior Catfish, a great company. We have had a fantastic time. Uh, doing this, and oh, by the way, I've eaten some outstanding food uh, at different stops across this state. So don't miss that this Saturday. That's two weeks in a row with a Saturday thunder and lightning. Like that's like a solar eclipse back to back days. It doesn't make any sense, but we're going to do it this weekend at the Neshoba County Fair. We'll have more details about where we're going to be and all that. We'll get that out to you. If you want to come by and say hello? Please do that. If you're the governor of the great state of Mississippi. And you would like to get some uh, some free coverage for your campaign? You come by, you sit in on thunder and lightning, and we'll be happy to talk to any any and all gubernatorial candidates uh, on thunder and lightning. I don't know what we're going to talk about because God knows it's not going to be politics with me, but we'll figure it out. Matt Mascona is giving me the he's giving me the evil eye there. He's giving me the evil eye. Yeah, you gave me the, he side eyed me. No, no, it's it's, it's looking at me. I'm, yes. <laughs> I'm just messing, I'm just messing with Matt there. Uh, all right. So tomorrow at uh, SEC Media Days will be the Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, like I said, we'll talk to Kiffin, talk to, I think their players are Quinshawn Judkins, DeAndre Prince, and Cedric Johnson. So a couple of their defensive guys, which is great because to me, that's where the questions are, right? I got no questions about Judkins and Dart. I know that offense with Kiffin will hum. No questions there, but defensively, they have big questions. And then we'll be wrapped up here. What's been a very productive week of SEC Media Days, and what also has been a great week uh, here at Super Talk Mississippi. Uh, we've really enjoyed uh, bringing you this coverage. Uh, from a Mississippi State perspective, there's not a lot of news outside of what's going on uh, here at SEC Media Days. Um, you know, from a baseball perspective, feels like there's everybody's still in the holding pattern around Luke Holman, around Braden Montgomery. There's some positive news on some. There's some negative news on the other. Uh, we'll see how it all pans out for Mississippi State. But, you know, if they miss out on Montgomery, it hurts. It doesn't hurt. Hurt's not the right word. But you want it. Great player. Outstanding player. Will probably be a first-round pick next year. But he's, he really feels like a luxury. You know? I mean, obviously, that lineup with Jordan, Montgomery, and Hines, that's a killer three, four, five. you know, in the SEC. Holman is the guy they have to have. If they strike out there, they're going in with no with no Friday guy that you that you that you really feel super confident in. So big, uh, I believe Holman was on campus uh, earlier this week for Mississippi State. Got his visit in, uh, and then his last visit is to LSU. And what concerns me there is that he changed that around. Originally, the last visit was to Mississippi State. So going to be tough to overcome that final visit. I would think. Well, we'll see. Chris Lamonis and Justin Parker. 
certainly have their work cut out for them. I spoke, by the way, with MSU uh, baseball SID Travis Ray. Going to make a really concerted effort. I think we're going to have Justin Parker on with us very soon here on this program. So we'll talk to Mississippi State's new pitching coach. That's a guy with a yeah. I do not envy Justin Parker. He has a lot of work in front of him uh, over the next few months to get that pitching staff back to where it belongs and to get Mississippi State baseball uh, back to where it belongs. So one more day for me here in Nashville at SEC Media Days, and then I'll be back in the great and sovereign state of Mississippi, where I belong, to be totally honest. Uh, I've enjoyed being here, but it's almost time to go home. All right, guys. Oh, Michael Borky is here, by the way. The Rebel Report. If you don't just listen to it. You know you want to. You know you want to get that open. What's he what's do? <laughs> All right. For Michael Borky, for Houston McDavid, for Rhino down there in Studio X, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks so much for tuning in to Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.